Hello, and welcome to the Dicer Screaming Podcast. Oh, it's just me, your host, Randy, here. I'm going to be flying solo. Mike's been pretty busy at work, and we've had a couple weeks of scheduling conflicts that have just been a real bear to tackle. So we're just going to go ahead and move forward with some of our content. Yeah, we were going to talk about the D&D Summit, but I think that's something we're going to settle on later. We'll see. Maybe it's a reroll for the Astro Gallimancer. And uh, also want to let folks know that, yes, we've had some great feedback from our D&D movie review glad you folks enjoyed it and uh, yeah we definitely enjoyed talking about the movie just having some fun rolling around and recapping the events with the heavy spoiler interlude sorry about that folks we probably should have said heavy spoilers ahead but yeah we wanted to recap the movie and touch on some points and uh I think we did a pretty good job. Glad folks enjoyed it. So, yeah, let you know. Jason, we got your message. And so uh, next time Mike and me are able to get together and do the podcast, we'll bring that up. Also, uh, letting you know that there's a couple episodes of material coming forward. Uh, What do we expect in the future? We'll probably be covering Critical Role's announcement of Illuminated Worlds and the Daggerheart role-playing game, as well as maybe talk about some topics adjacent to that in the 5th edition, uh, ever-changing licensing, OGL, disparagement, disagreement, whatever you want to call it, uh, with Tales of the Valiant now being renamed from the previous Black Flag, which, hey, I kind of like the Black Flag role-playing game, but uh, apparently they wanted to call it Tales of the Valiant, but we'll see how that works out. So that's some content that uh, might be coming up here. Um, things are a little uncertain here at the Dice of Screaming, but don't fear, it's not anything bad. we got a good handle on it, and my communication with one another and he wanted to get an episode out so hey shout out to mike if you're listening and uh, of course uh, you can catch up to us on our latest doings we try to keep you updated on our facebook group and speaking of that we're gonna lean right into it now get into the tear into the meat of the matter today's topic we're gonna be talking about or i'm gonna be talking about and you're gonna be listening but for the most part, we're going to be talking about the latest gaffe by Wizards of the Coast and what it means. Um, some folks may say, hey, that's low-hanging fruit, clickbait, whatever. I'm going to give you a topic on this, and I'm just going to start out. I've often maintained that, hey, no company or Wizards of the Coast is going to go send a goon squad to your house to take away your books or change the way you play your game. And, well, accordingly, that may not be the case. I may not be able to use that anymore because of what just happened. So yeah, let's get into it. So what did happen? Well, in case you haven't heard, Wizards of the Coast is mired in yet another controversy about sending the Pinkertons to retrieve a, as of yet, unreleased Magic the Gathering supplement that found its way into a YouTuber's hands. Yes, the actual GD Pinkertons, the villains from Red Dead Redemption 2, who filed a lawsuit because they were portrayed as villainous bad guys. And if you're deep in the lore of Deadlands, you would know that the Pinkertons are kind of the men in black cleaner agents that clean up after the Harrow of the Reckoners uh, misdeeds. So anything that's strange or spooky, they show up and tell everybody, nothing to be seen here, return to your homes, nothing will happen. The Pinkertons are the secretive detective agency that involves itself in the matters of the occult and unknown. Yeah, these Pinkertons are not that cool. These are the Pinkertons of the Blair Mountain War. If you're familiar with that, uh, go look it up. If you're not, 
yeah, those guys, uh, guys that have been involved in strike breaking and leg busting and strong arm tactics. Those were the ones that Wizards decided to send to a Magic the Gathering YouTuber's house. So, uh, according to Linda Codega at Gizmodo, uh, Linda Codega is a trusted source. They're very good at doing the research and due diligence. So, yeah, Magic the Gathering has a set of cards that just came out called March of the Machines. And uh, this has been a big thing, and uh, YouTubers and various other people have been uh, reveals and their reviews of the product for quite a while now. So it's quite understandable that somebody who is a YouTuber, and apparently this guy or this person, uh, their name is Old School MTG. They're a YouTuber and uh, they uploaded some videos of opening packs of a new unreleased Magic Gathering set, March of the Machine Aftermath. And if that's a little confusing, well, yeah, you can see why. Um, he uploaded, I guess, uh, last week some three or four videos. I made some rounds on Reddit. Uh, he said that he had about 22 boxes that he had bought and started to upload uh, lots of different videos. And of course, he only had about 4,000 followers. Uh, still does. Just a little bit of probably going to be after this at the time of the podcast. He's got about 4,000 followers and about. Uh, Yeah, about 150,000 some odd total views. So he's not a big time YouTuber, okay? He's not like 12 million followers and, uh, you know, gets like 13,000 uh, views a minute. You know, he's not that big of a uh, Magic the Gathering guy. But anyway, he said he got 22 boxes of this as of yet unreleased uh, Magic Gathering set, March of the Machine, The Aftermath. And he started opening the cards. Now, <clears throat> according to Linda Codega at Gizmodo, it's estimated that he, this set about uh, 50, 60 cards. Um, he leaked about 75% of the entire set, about 36 of the 50 or so cards that are in the set. And it's supposed to be released in just a few weeks. Uh, May the 12th, I think is the date. So official reels can be done by then. And obviously what Wizards does is they send these um, advanced releases out to uh, shops and dealers so that they can get ready and prepare the cards for breakdown if they want to sell them individually or get ready with uh, trading. So that's why they release these into the wild, but they're strictly told not to be sold or opened. Well, obviously this guy uh, old school magic MTG. He went ahead and uh, just started opening them up. He thought that uh, yeah, this is a thing, and so uh, what was apparently a confusion between the seller and the buyer. He was the buyer. Uh, ended up being kind of a uh, windfall for him, so he went with it. Well, anyway, on Sunday, he uploaded a video and said everything is gone, and he described how Pinkertons showed up. I had his door in the morning on a Sunday, and if you're familiar with this, uh, Pinkertons uh, or any law enforcement showing up on a Sunday, unless something is very important, is a rare occurrence. But these guys showed up, uh, swept out of nowhere. Uh, apparently, they were very intimidating and caused his wife to break out in tears. Uh, they even threatened jail time. 
And, you know, Pinkerton's has a loss prevention uh, aperture added to their uh, portfolio now. They're, they uh, also are known for their ability to track down and locate stolen items. Now, whatever you think about the Pinkertons, I'm giving you a little bit about that. You can do your own research. Um, they asked uh, old school MTG to turn over the stolen product, and that's according to him. Uh, they claimed that this was stolen product, which in case these are magic cards. Now, Pinkertons, let's, let's, let's take a moment here and catch your breath. We're talking about actual honest-to-gosh Pinkertons, not the uh, kind of shadowy uh, Kabbalist type of uh, secretive occult detectives in Deadlands. And um, yeah, probably right now the uh, villainous representation in Red Dead Redemption 2. Those Pinkertons, yeah, these guys showed up probably armed to the teeth and in full tack gear, body armor or whatever that they uh, wear. That's an assumption on my part. I don't have anything to prove that. That's just me spaghetti, uh, spitballing. But that's probably what they would wear. Uh, like a lot of bounty hunters and private detectives, when they show up to people's houses, they uh, arm themselves for bear. Even if they're just carrying tasers and uh, bear spray, they wear a lot of tactical gear to kind of impress people. But, yeah, all right. I don't know. And uh, let's get back into it here. So... <clears throat> They threatened his wife with jail time, caused her to go into tears, and then they went to the house, entered in, and took possession of the cards, even the foil wrappers, counted the cards out, made sure that they had the exact count, and then left. Now, I don't know at this point if that was legal. Um, obviously, when you invite somebody in your house, that's a whole different thing. But if this were indeed stolen items, uh, the police would have to have actual, honest-to-gosh law enforcement would have to have a warrant and a legal means to enter in. Like they would have to have a suspicion that you're keeping it there. That the Pinkertons intimidated people into what apparently is just a YouTuber, a small YouTuber and his family, into opening the door and letting them in. That's pretty much their MO. They are very forceful and brunt, are blunt and, um, Somewhat, uh, yeah, they're not fun people to deal with when they're on a mission. And that's the reputation they have. And uh, anyway, they took it um, that they uh, were able to enter. I'm not even sure if that's legal for them to take possession because these items weren't stolen. They were bought. And, okay, so why? let's talk about the mix-up here. And we'll get on a little bit with it. Uh, old school MTG says he thinks that the mix-up happened between his buyer, which he says is uh, he's kind of a guy that's more interested in uh, other uh, trading card games like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. So the mix-up kind of happened because the name March of the Machines and March of the Machines, the aftermath are kind of close. And so he thinks it was a... Uh, he had asked for a lot of boxes of March of the Machines and was going to open them up, go through them and talk about them and give reviews. And uh, apparently he got the wrong box. Now that said, <clears throat> he's been very apologetic and this guy seems to be very super nice. He's even like talked about how, uh, besides the uh, interaction with the Pinkertons, that the Pinkertons gave him a number and he called and talked to the uh, Wizards executive, who was right there on a Sunday, by the way, the, waiting that phone call. 
and uh, he said how nice and apologetic they were and he even said that they were sweet now this guy seems to be pretty nice and i'm not not gonna really mention too much about that other than to cover the fact that he seems to be pretty legit he seems to be like in my estimation at least in this point he's not a he wasn't trying to grift or pull a scam uh, he may or may not have known fully what he had but you know figured hey what the heck i got it go with it uh, he may have decided that that's what he wanted to do and that he got a card set that hasn't been released yet, but you know, what's the most that's going to happen? Well, I guess he found out they sent the GD Pinkertons to his door and uh, they took him. Um, and uh, Linda Codega here has been said that uh, Wizards has confirmed that uh, we're part of their investigation that sending the Pinkertons was their plan. So I think we're going to land the plane on the investigation about old school MTG because we don't really talk about a lot about magic at that point. And I think we've made it pretty clear that he got his hands on, unintentionally got his hands on a set that he wasn't supposed to have. Now, as we're landing the plane, let's put it in the hangar. Wizards has had leakers before and they could have dealt with this in a number of ways. They could have went ahead and said, hey, could you please take down the video? Oh, could you send us back that stuff? You're not supposed to have it. Here's some other stuff. Uh, you know, incentivize them to return it with the guarantee that he'll get the actual content that he paid for. But no, they sent the Pinkertons. They confiscated it, intimidated his family, uh, presumably his wife at this point. Well, we don't know if there were uh, children involved. Goodness, I hope not. But anyway, they... Uh, they uh, bullied their way in, took the cards, which aren't theirs. It's uh, even though if they are operate under a loss prevention clause now to retrieve stolen goods, they had no warrant nor specifics to get it other than just what they were directed to do by probably being told by wizards, hey, go out there and get those magic cards back for us. And in true evil villain mode, I mean, you got to sit there and think just for a minute. Let's let's break this down. Wizards decided not to contact the YouTuber, not to talk with them, but just send the Pinkertons, one of the most notorious private detective agencies that's probably ever been. 170 years that they've been in existence in the United States. And they don't have the best of reputations, but the reputation they do have is all bad. They send these goons out to go get the magic cards. What nonsense. I mean, that that's supervillain level stuff. I mean, it's like literally sitting around. And meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, you know, Lex Luthor, this is, well, get the magic cards back. And Black Man, I, we can't understand what you're saying under that mask. Okay. I'll quit with that analogy. But yeah, that's, it's, who does that? Who sits and thinks like, yeah, dude, we've got a problem. Some of our magic cards that haven't been released yet are being, premiered on a huge by a small-time youtuber let's crush his soul that's how they went with this they that's the take they went and this is where it leads into my earlier statement you 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 can play your game however you want it's been one of my old tacks as well as saying like you can play your game however you want because wizard of the coast isn't going to send a strike team in your house to take repossession of your books or dictate terms how to play at your table 
you can't say that now. And here's why. A lot of companies have been playing cute with the idea that we own the content, the buyer just own or is renting it, and we can take that back away from them. Microsoft is infamous for doing this and having that kind of approach in the corporate uh, mindset is that you're just renting our product. You don't really own it. And Wizards decided to go with that. They're like, yeah, we like that because you don't really own that. Uh, old school MTG bought legitimately. Even if uh, there was a mix-up, he was under the assumption that he was getting a legitimately already unveiled product to review for his YouTube content. And Wizards said no. Uh, even though there was a mix-up and it wasn't his fault, they said, no, we own that content and we're going to take it back from you. Now, I don't know if this is legal and it yet has to play out. That's why I gave everybody some bingo cards because obviously we're going to see in the next coming days wizards fall over themselves to apologize and say, oh, it wasn't our fault or, oh, um, it was a mix-up. We're sorry. And we need to sit down and have an open dialogue about this now. You can see all those squares and get ready because it's going to be coming. Because this is just a bad look. Coming off the OGL and the various ways, and we've exhaustively covered those, so you can look at some of our previous podcasts if you need to get up to speed on those. But a quick search about the OGL debacle and how it played out. I don't think Wizards understands how the law works. And that's what's kind of scary with this, is that uh, Paizo, in their uh, statement to the OGL, said that uh, Wizards could not change the OGL. They don't think they have the legal standing, and even if they could, it wouldn't make any difference. That uh, Paizo was willing to take it to court, but they decided to go with a different route and create their own license with Blackjack and Strippers, apparently, about the Orc license. Now, again, yeah, we covered that, but I want to bring it up here because it's relevant. Wizards goes is going, whoever is in charge of the legal affairs needs to have a, a long vacation with possibly a termination clause when they return on their setting on their desk. Resign or, you know, put your stuff in this cardboard box and we'll walk out. Because whoever is in charge of the legal department really doesn't seem to know what they're doing. And I'll stand on a, a box of burning tires for that one. I will say this till the cows come home i don't think they know what they're doing and they're in a lot of trouble right now and they're flailing this uh release of one of their upcoming sets and i mean they invest a lot of money in that indicates that they're in the level that they sent of escalation that they went to they went straight to the maximum level let's send the pinkertons that was their way out of this shows not only their incompetence, but their desperation. Normally, a especially a game company, I mean, this isn't uh, money being exchanged here. This isn't uh, credit card deposits or anything like that. This is just gosh darn Magic the Gathering cards. And yeah, I know they have some value. I know they do. But they also aren't so valuable that they need a goon level response of the level that Pinkertons would be. It's not like they stole a whole bunch of checks 
uh, from a deposit account and are now cashing them willy-nilly across the United States. This is a guy doing YouTube content and his reach is pretty limited compared to some other YouTube content providers that cover Magic the Gathering. We've done similar things in the past and Wizards is treated with kid gloves. Why they would want to go after a small time person like this is beyond me. And the fact that it's getting so much coverage, it's blown up so disproportionately, shows that this was a really bad idea. So whoever is in charge of the legal department over there probably needs to be reevaluated of what they are doing at either Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast. Because now, you know, we're going to see a shift of blame. Oh, that was Hasbro's department. Or Hasbro's going to blame Wizards. You know, there was some lobby at, uh, you know, accounting and uh, loss prevention, and uh, they decided to act accordingly on their own. They were a rogue agent. Look, that's some next-level Shadowrun stuff right there. I mean, literally, let's put it this way. This is one Shadowrun game if I uh, penned out that my players would just laugh me out of the room. Like, what, really? We're going to go retrieve some Magic the Gathering cards? Yeah, Mr. Johnson wants you to... You know, there's a new release out on uh, a collectible card game. It's really hot. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's looking for a, a few edge runners to get out there and make the big score and bring back the goods. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, we're going after collectible card games? Really? Are you okay, Randy? Uh, yeah, that's that's what it would be. It would be a wellness check. And so, yeah, nobody would ever believe that, but here we are. 2023, Wizard of the Coast hired uh, some knuckle-dragging leg breakers they go to rough up somebody and uh, take their magic cards back and possession of them without a warrant and without due process, I might add. And I don't think that's legal. Now, well, does this tie in well to my saying that Wizards of the Coast will send a strike team to stop your game or reclaim their books? Um, no, but I think that is not out of the realm of possibility. And here's why. And as I mentioned before, yeah, uh, Microsoft has said that they own their product and they can take it away from it. Now that's been defended vigorously, but apparently Wizards of the Coast doesn't follow that. If you buy something legally, they believe that they have the right to take it back. Now in this case, they say, well, it wasn't released yet and it's not was intended for review and it's spoiling the secrets. But that's not any fault of theirs, nor of the person doing it. That all they had to do was ask, or perhaps if uh, the person refused, give a cease and desist, hit it for a content violation, copyright content violation on YouTube. Anything but send somebody to go get it. So if you were a vocal enough person in the tabletop community and you said, hey, this is what I think of Wizards of the Coast rules, I'm gonna be playing fifth edition content until the end of time, I have all the books and content I need. And you, know, you stream and you YouTube about it. You might now have to wonder if they couldn't come back and take their books back and say, no, you're going to play this new game. Because they believe that they own the content of 5th edition or Dungeons and Dragons. And if they said 5th edition, they would be absolutely right. They do own the content of 5th edition. Now that other people had placed it in Collective Commons, 
and along with all of the backstepping that they've walked away from the hard lines that they said about the OGL content. Yeah, that is a consideration to take now, but they could say, and this is not me feeding into any, you know, anything here, but just to some wild speculation, 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 is that a thing? I don't know. Wild speculation on my part. I would say that, uh, there could be a case to take uh, somebody's content away and make them play this if they're going to assume to play under the mantle of Dungeons & Dragons in an old 5th edition. I don't think it uh, is going to happen and it's unlikely, but also if you would have told me that Wizards of the Coast was going to send uh, some union-busting twerps to a guy's house to take his magic cards back without due process or search warrant that he didn't receive illegally or didn't it's not like the guy like loaded up a shopping cart at 2 a.m in walmarts and ran out the door with them okay that's that's not what happened here he bought them legitimately with money from a seller that didn't realize the difference between one set and the other because they're so closely named yeah, that's a that's a learning lesson here for wizards and going forward. But there was no malice or law breaking into that. The only thing that he did wrong was put uh, revealed like what there's fifty cards in the Galdang set, fifty, and he revealed pretty much most of them. Okay, yeah, they're a little upset. But, uh, you know, accidents happen. And the best way to probably cover it up, it would be to ask him to remove that content from YouTube. He only had, like, at the time, 4,000 subscribers. So it's not like it was all over the place. But, yeah, the more the Streisand effect comes into play here, the more they try to cover it up, the more attention it brings. So probably their best bet was to be as quiet and discreet about it as they could and as accommodating as they could, but they didn't choose that path. They chose the path. You have elected the way of pain. And they went full Saruman on them. Now, if you want to say like, hey, Randy, you may be conflating this with some kind of uh, weird take. Well, yeah, I am conflating it. I don't think that Wizards of the Coast could have or will take away your D&D gaming books. But at this point, we can't be entirely sure. And I may be half joking when I say that. Yeah, I'm trying to provoke a little bit of reaction and try to go deeper into having a smile and take it easy with it. But can, can we actually say that now? Because their actions have shown that they really don't care about the process of law. They have their own way of looking at things. And if they see or feel threatened, they will lash out. Now, did they get away with this? Well, yeah, they did. Uh, Apparently, the happy ending is is that, according to Old School MTG on his YouTube channel, where he's very nice to Wizards, almost uh, a little too nice, I think. They've given him uh, some material and compensated him with uh, some goods so he can cover his channel, which is... At the end of the day, that's probably good. But they just could have asked for it back. 
And yeah, I'm going to continue to beat that point home. They could have, but they chose not to. And that going forward puts everything they're going to do into doubt. It's going to be colored with that from now on. You're going to say like, yeah, um, you could play the game how you want in defiance of Wizards of the Coast dictates and wishes. But you can't say that they won't send a bunch of goons over to change that or take away your books. So you can't do it anymore because they don't seem to value private property or at the very least, the idea that once you own something, have bought and paid for it, that you own it. They, that doesn't seem to enter into their minds anymore. And I don't know if that's an echo chamber effect or that's just how that some of these uh, pukes who run the legal departments look at it. But uh, that's not the way things work. And if that's the way it's going to work, then I guess we don't need to uh, patronize Wizards of the Coast. So... All right, yeah, so I'll run low on time, so I'm just going to sign off here. I think I've said everything I need to say. Thanks for listening in, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, Put this up and uh, pass it around. Let me know what you think. Of course, uh, you can let us a comment, or you can uh, leave us a message, a voicemail on our Use that uh, Spotify for Podcasters app, and uh, leave us a message. Download yourself a copy of that, and hopefully you won't get Pinkerton sent there if you misuse it, but... Nonetheless, that joke aside, yeah, just give us a message. Let us know what you think in the comment section on our Facebook group. And that'll be it. So until next time, I'm signing off. We'll see you.